Oh, thank you, nice lady, for yeah. telling me that the recording is in progress. Hello, Andy. Hello, Nora. And hello, e-commerce fans. This is Nora. And I'm Andy. And this is Beyond the Cart, a podcast all about direct-to-consumer e-commerce. For those of you who've been following along this whole time, uh, you know we've been looking at e-commerce through the lens of our own direct-to-consumer brand, uh, and we've been touching on the different pieces of the puzzle along the way. Well, today we're going to do something a little bit different. We've recorded a lot of sessions in advance and already have our schedule plotted out, but we wanted to address kind of some kind of new news in the e-commerce platform arena regarding MailChimp. So, you know, it's it's been out for a few weeks, but in the scheme of things, this is relatively new information and it didn't fit into our previously recorded schedule. So we decided to do this little mini episode, a bonus uh, to talk about it. So let's just get down to it. MailChimp has announced recently that they're entering the e-commerce game. Uh, earlier this spring, they have two offerings, stores and appointments. So this is big news for e-commerce, right, Andy? Yeah, definitely. So as as people may probably know the name MailChimp, actually from lots of podcast commercials, <laughs> among other things, they are an email platform primarily, and they've really been over the years expanding more and more into marketing. And they, I was just looking up some stats on MailChimp. They have 12 million users. And that represents, as of a couple years ago, uh, I think 2019, that was 65% of e- of the email market share, which is... Yeah. The, um, go ahead. They've been the 800-pound gorilla for yeah, email marketing. Yeah, the monkey. <laughs> their, oh, yeah. their mascot is is Freddie the monkey. So yeah, they were, you know, they've always been really innovative. They were named a most innovative company by Fast Company in 2017. They've really exploded. They've they purchased up some competitors over the years in, in email marketing. Uh, and they've really gone after e-commerce related email. In the last few years, they added um, transactional emails uh, as, as a separate service. So that's, you know, the um, order confirmation emails, abandoned cart emails are huge for them. They, they have a lot of automation in place that's really great for e-commerce. And a, and a number of our e-commerce clients leverage MailChimp in one way or another. So in May or April, I guess they announced uh, of 2021, just a couple months ago, they announced that they now are have, you know, e-commerce as an offering as well. So they've got stores and appointments, which are both transactional. Andy, are you surprised by this? No, I'm definitely not surprised by this. And I think most I'm intrigued for one, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. I, I get why they're doing it, but I guess uh, I have more reservations than excitement about this whole thing. And then that's really my stance on it. It's cool. They're a great company. In fact, you know, I had dinner with some MailChimp folks in Austin, I don't know, a couple of years back, and they actually brought me a pair of socks. Of course they did. They they love to give give out. Yeah, socks. and I absolutely <laughs> love those socks. I really? Think they're yeah, they're they're my favorite. <laughs> That's awesome. 
So I'm a, I'm, I'm a MailChimp fan overall. I think they're a great platform. You know, they dominate email marketing. But it's kind of an interesting time because, you know, my reason for wanting to talk about this is, and we're seeing this with with clients and prospects that come along in our, and they, they say, oh, we set up a Shopify site quick, you know, and mm-hmm. these tools are so easy to use, sort of. You know, it's like, they're very easy to use and get started and sort of hack, quote unquote, hack your way through something. And then, you know, you, you can apply a template and a theme or whatever, you know, every platform calls them different things, but yeah, you don't more often than not, you don't end up with all that great of a site. And there's just more to e-commerce than a shopping cart. There's more to e-commerce than just, Hey, look, there's this tool that lets us build a catalog and there's an add to cart button. You know, and we see this with Shopify too. Shopify is awesome. Their order management tools are awesome. Their integrations are awesome. Their content management piece totally blows, right? So it's like <laughs> we keep having opportunities to use Shopify and then it falls flat because the content management's so weak. Yeah, like on and the sites where we have chosen to to use Shopify, but need robust content management, we've really had to customize things in a way yeah. that undercuts that, you know, you can get it set up in a day. Well, no, you can't if you're trying to do something more complex. And if you have a presence beyond uh, your your shopping experience, then it's it's starting to become more complicated. And, you know, there are trade-offs. You, you either have to take what you get and kind of live within the systems that are available, or you have to get real custom, which we've done. And that can work really well. But then you're getting into, you're using a developer to set things up and you're reliant on, on a developer more and more than what, you know, these platforms are promoting, which is, kind of this one-stop shop you can do it all yourselves plug and play theme so you know we don't i don't necessarily expect any better than than shopify when it comes to that kind of thing i you know i think it might be a good option for somebody who's all in on mailchimp already for email marketing and they just have a few things to sell that are simple and you're you're willing to compromise design and maybe there's a little bit of, um, you know, a piecemeal fulfillment, for instance, and you're willing to be high touch with that. It might be a good way to get started. I, I think yeah. it might be a good option in that case. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I guess in that realm, I would put MailChimp's e-commerce in the quote unquote hobbyist you know. Yeah. Or just hustle. like side, you know, your, your main purpose is not e-commerce but you've got some t-shirts that you want to get out to the world so so we have a client that we're working with on a lot of branding and they they have an opportunity to do a little bit of swag they're a production company and that might be a good opportunity for them because they really don't need to lead with their shopping experience it's a secondary thing yeah it might be the right solution for them right but, but I'll, it, I'll be interested to see what they do because I do think that MailChimp is is smart about 
how they go about this sort of thing. I don't think that it's going to be carelessly implemented at all. I, I have a lot of trust in, in how they make choices like this. So it'll be interesting to see how it develops and what, what area it kind of settles into, what solution, you know, it becomes for people. Yeah. I, you know, I look back and one of my concerns with this is like, when I first heard about this, I, we had this conversation in the office. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> on, on, on one hand, it's like awesome because it's getting to the point, right, where some of our clients or prospects that come to us and they have so many different platforms stitched together and it is a, yeah, it's a clusterfuck, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, plugins and this third this third party mm-hmm. this third it's party, these legacy solutions where you've got different people who maybe have learned things along the way and have their pet you know platforms that they like without or, stepping back yeah yeah or they just they had to go and stitch it together right because they needed this functionality and nobody yeah at the time that's what they had sure and mailchimp was part of that you know list of apps that a lot of companies had because their CMS didn't have good email marketing. So like yeah. even with us in the launch of our new site, we're, we were on MailChimp, we're 100% migrating off because our CMS, Kentigo, has very robust email marketing capabilities. Yes. So there's no need. So I see that they need to keep their customers in their ecosystem, right? Because Kentigo's of the world and other platforms are, are really picking away, away yeah. at... But at the same time, for a small business, it's perfect. So I don't know, like it kind of reminds me of QuickBooks. If any, you know, small business owners oftentimes get started on QuickBooks and really that was the only solution for a while. Now they've added all this other crap that nobody uses, Mm -hmm. even though people use it. Like we're a small business, but we're never going to run our payroll through QuickBooks. They have it. They had to. I don't know. So I'm not sold. I'm not, I'm not sold that this is a good direction for MailChimp, but. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because like we said, they have 65% of the market share in, in email marketing. I don't know how much growth there is to, to be had beyond that at a certain point. And so I think they did need to find new opportunities with existing. I mean, we do the same thing, right? Like you're looking for new opportunities with existing customers. And if you have those good relationships and that trust built up and you're already doing some transactional emails for them, they like your abandoned cart solutions that you've had in place for a while. They, you know, I think there's a case to be made for consolidating. Let's say you're on WooCommerce right now. Well, is that get, gaining you anything that maybe consolidating into MailChimp wouldn't? Maybe not. If you've got a pretty simple product, you're going to be losing all that content management functionality of WordPress that goes along with WooCommerce. True, true. That's why it's like, my fear is just like, I think Wix is the best example, right? They spend millions on these Super Bowl ads and these, and they get lots of small businesses. And we've, how many times have we, client come to us and they, oh yeah, we built that landing page or that microsite in Wix and Yeah, we hate it. It's a nightmare to manage. Uh, We don't have the flexibility we expected. The person who understood it left, and now we're stuck with it. Yeah. Uh, So there's a lot of 
big promises on drag and drop and this and that and like you know for example and i see this right alongside the wix oh yeah we do e-commerce you can have a shopping cart eh, how many like we yeah. have replaced wix e-commerce more than once but at the same time it's cool if that inspires small businesses they're like let's try it let's That's, throw up a meal yeah it's the foot in the door they already yeah. are familiar with MailChimp. I think I think it's absolutely going to pay off. I, I hope that it will pay off for MailChimp. I'm, you know, more options and more focused solutions, I think, are are good because like trying to get down to, you know, there there are lots of folks who aren't ready for, you know, Magento or Big Commerce or some of those other platforms yet and this might be the way to get going yeah and that's you know we talked about this earlier when when picking a platform you want to balance your you know investing in something that you're going to be with for a little while so you're looking down the road but you don't want to look too far down the road that you're biting off more than you can chew or you're implementing something that's you know a scale that you don't need so with the way that that e-commerce is going i absolutely think that you know, there will continue to be more stores, smaller retailers are going to get in the game. I think it's exciting for folks who have felt overwhelmed by it, maybe, but I don't think it's necessarily for our clients, even though a lot of our clients use MailChimp happily for email, I don't think the the e-commerce side is going to be ready for prime time, you know? Yeah. But I do think, you know, one thing that I, if I know you love a conspiracy theory. They so mail. I know, right? So so MailChimp. If you'll if you'll remember, I don't know how how much you you were involved in this, but a couple of years ago, MailChimp got in a dispute with Shopify over I think it was like just terms of service stuff. And you know, looking back, it's like it wasn't about terms of service at all. When has that really ever been the right. reason that? that an integration would, would come apart. Looking back, this was not, this did not develop as, as a response to what happened in 2020 with going to e-commerce. It may have accelerated it with the explosion of e-commerce in, in 2020, you know, due to the pandemic, but they, the writing was on the wall back then looking back, it was like, MailChimp was was starting down the path of developing their own solution and they needed to decouple from Shopify a little yeah. bit. Well, I think that went both ways, right? Yeah. Because Shopify has gotten significantly stronger on the marketing tools, the email marketing yeah. tools. Yeah, they've been growing that. So, and so they're definitely more in competition than ever before. They used to play nice together and now they're more competitors. Yeah, Absolutely. I do think it's interesting. Like, do you think people need to be worried about their MailChimp integrations for their e-commerce stores? Like, is that something that's going to start being well, a problem? You know, I've, I've wondered that. And that's, there's two things that concern me. I shouldn't say concern me. Actually, let me rephrase. One thing I'm really excited about, and we're doing a lot of it, is eliminating tools right minimizing the number of different tools yeah that you because have it, to use. there there's been a time where it's like holy beep there's just a lot of <laughs> now now you're beeping tools here. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i agree and it's like, like it's, oh, we got this for that and this for that and that for this and it's like dude you guys are spending 
four grand well, a month on $80 subscriptions. And then talk about siloed data, right? Like when, when your customer data is such a huge part of what, what you're, what you're doing and how you're selling, you, having it be in different places and not, you know, all consolidated is a huge negative. So anytime right. that you can get your data living in one place, so you don't have to manually bring it together is huge. So that's a good point. Like you're, if you can, there's a case to be made for moving to MailChimp. If you're already all in on MailChimp email, yeah, but I, I think, I don't know. Like we have some clients that have massive lists on MailChimp. And if they added e-commerce, I don't know that we would, because our integrations with MailChimp happen behind the scenes, right? We're passing data to yeah. them and the email happens. It's like a separate. It's more transactional. It, yeah. We're using it. Yeah. We're kind of using it to send, but not necessarily to store the information. You know, and this is like uh, every single day. I talk to prospects and every single day it's, you know, a lot of those conversations, e-commerce and this is just one more like Salesforce. Oh, should we use Salesforce e-commerce functionality? Oh, we have NetSuite for our ERP. Should we use NetSuite e-commerce? Oh, we, you know, we have Kentico. Should we use Kentico? So on one hand, it sucks that everyone's kind of adding these features and functionality, even though I understand it, they have to, but I want people to reduce the number of tools they're using, but at the same time, I don't think that means you have to go to one, right? Yeah, you always have to, it's a it's a balance, right? And that's one of the things that, you know, not to be like too salesy right now, but like one of the benefits of bringing in a partner like Lightburn to help you audit that is to step back and realize what are you actually getting out of it? Because it, some of it can just be, well, this is how we've done it. So this is how we do it. And it's very easy to get stuck in that mindset. So having a completely outside perspective is really valuable. And I, I do think one of the things you got to do is like, make sure that you've got your goals, your KPIs or whatever framework you use solidified and you understand what is the leading purpose of all of what you're doing. Because sometimes you can let the loudest voice in the room dictate which tools you're using or how, how you're breaking these things up. And, you know, if you step back and look at like, wow, e-commerce is a very small piece of what we're trying to do here, then that's going to change how, how you treat that solution. Right. Right. But in a lot of ways with like a platform like this and, and Shopify too, and you have to go all in on it. Like, or you have to have subsites and then that gets complicated. It, it's case I mean, by think case, about right? That. Like if you're going to, if you're going to, oh, they got e-commerce. I can run my store there. Okay. Are you going to move all your content over there? Are you going to publish? Like, don't just look at their shopping cart functionality. Yeah. What else do you need the site to do for you? What? Yeah. So it, it goes back goal, to like. It's easy, right? It's yeah. All the stuff beyond the cart that you have yep. to look at. Mm -hmm. uh, like if your biggest it, problem that you're trying to solve is complex fulfillment, I almost guarantee that MailChimp is going to be the right solution today, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess that it's not but, mature enough. But still, you know, even if the back office stuff, even if you had a rekey order, say you did go to MailChimp for econ, or so basically you're running your whole site on it. So yeah. 
that's a pretty big commitment. It is. So and don't then just look at their shopping cart functionality yeah. and their yeah. email. Look at their website management. Be like, do you have any other integrations? Shopify has a very robust API, which is great. Yeah, that so makes I, I it a know. lot I'm easier just... to integrate with other platforms that you may be using and, and tied to. Yeah, so what, I mean, we've kind of, I to, to borrow one of your oft-used phrases let's leave this poor horse alone i think we beat it like we're (laughs) we we don't know yet i want to poke around in the in the platform that's kind of my next step is just see what it looks like right just so we have a handle on what what they're doing so i'm i'm looking forward to doing that we're going to keep an eye on it for sure and be thinking of it because like we said we really trust mailchimp we like what they do i think they they're smart about what they do. So this isn't, I don't think this is going to be a flash in the pan, but it's going to be interesting to see where it ends up settling. Do you have any other takeaways on this or, you know, what's your, yeah, I I think my biggest takeaway is cool. You know, I like MailChimp, love the brand, love, love their tools. Generally. I think they're just an awesome company, but I don't see this so much with Shopify, but I see people do this. They pick WooCommerce because that's what works with WordPress. And I don't want, mm-hmm. I'm trying to advocate that people don't necessarily pick e-commerce because it's MailChimp or because it it's, oh, you know, we already use MailChimp. So you got to pick the best tools and get help. If, you know, if you're not sure, ask for help. Yeah. And that's one of our favorite things I think is, is peeling back the layers and figuring out what's the real What's the real ask here? What's what are we? What do you really need? Because I think it can be really easy to say, "Well, we need a shopping cart." Well, you know, yeah. we, we've proven here, <laughs> Mailchimp is proving like the shopping cart is not the hard part; it's everything else. Yeah, so, and, you know, I actually had a call today too, not on on the site. It, they want to redo a site. The current they just acquired a new company. Our, our prospect client has a number of companies that has acquired another company, for example, and. They know they need to blow up the site and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to use WordPress and, you know, we want to add e-commerce, so we'll use Woo. And I'm, They've already figured it all out. Yeah. And it's like, cool. But the thing is that they're like, oh yeah, we read it in the bullet that it integrates with this. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It sort of does. It doesn't like mm-hmm. these companies have gotten very good at marketing. Yeah. And putting a feature like when it says integrates with NetSuite, just because it has a bullet that says integrates with XYZ doesn't mean it actually integrates with xyz it might do one function or yeah so i think people are shooting themselves in the foot more often and i think that scramble to add e-commerce which i get during the pandemic people had to do it and people limped along and that's great there's going to just be a lot of rework um yeah which you know isn't necessarily a bad thing crawl before you walk walk before you run. But if you can avoid that and a lot of expenses and having to redo stuff in a year or two years, it might be worth that. Yeah, for sure. So I think the takeaway is we're going to keep an eye on it. We may, you know, give an update along, along the road if we get, encounter, you know, a solution where it makes sense to use MailChimp Commerce. Um, I, I'm interested in in looking a little bit more at the appointments option. I think that's you know a really focused offering that could be a good solution for for certain e-commerce situations where maybe people before were kind of having to shoehorn their you know appointment setting 
features into, you know, a, a product-based offering. So that's, that's very interesting. And we'll, we'll give you an update. Love to hear too. Like, well, what are your thoughts on, on MailChimp? Like, what, what do you think about this? Is it going to be a flash in the pan or do you think, you know, they're going to be a big player in e-commerce? We'd, we'd love to hear some listener thoughts. Yeah, this, that was our show today. It's pretty short and sweet. We wanted to just get this out quickly since it's kind of a newer topic. And uh, next time we'll be back to our regularly scheduled episode. Uh, It's a really great client profile that I think will be really interesting and you're not going to want to miss it. One of our favorite clients who is just a great success story, trying and failing and and finally succeeding with e-commerce. So it's going to be a good one. Beyond the Cart is produced by Lightburn. Our episode today was produced and edited by Ryan Dombrowski. Our music is the song Let's Go, Go, Go by Tiger Blood Jewel. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume your audio. You can always learn more about e-commerce at lightburn.co. I'm Nora Lal. And I'm Andy Windizer. And we'll see you next time on Beyond the Cart.